to Racing Only Better ahead of one of the best weekends racing of the season for me. Obviously, it's the Arc de Triomphe on Sunday in Longchamp. Can't wait to get stuck into that with the boys. But before we do that, we've got an excellent Saturday card on ITV to preview. No Dan Barber today. Very disappointing. He's dodged out for some reason. And instead, we've got the boss man, Barry Orr, with us. How are you, Barry? Hi Vanessa, how are you? I'm very well. I, I, I reading the WhatsApp group, there was it was threatening to be more dead air time than a Liz Trust BBC regional radio interview. So I said uh, we couldn't get anyone else at short notice. So I jumped in. Great. Well, it's good to have you on board and you can bollock us live on air now instead of just doing your silent tellings off you normally do during these shows. You'll, you'll, you'll yeah. be able to see, I was going to say that, you'll be able to see Barry doing the wrap-up sign. Exactly, exactly. And Tony, how are you? How's your week been? Yeah, yeah, quite pretty quiet. We uh, managed to tip a lot of uh, anti-post non-runners, so that's uh, that's really uh, made me happy. But yeah, yeah. Um, initially, I didn't think there were many bets to be had at, uh, on Saturday, but uh, I eked out four. I've just lost one because it's just been cut three points, but we'll come to that shortly. Okay, okay. And we're on weather watch, aren't we, as well, TC? Yeah, Both uh, sides, but England and France. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's quite, it's good to soft stroke stroft in uh, Longchamp. They're expecting up to 10 mil. We're doing this on Thursday afternoon. They're expecting 10 mil on Thursday night or up to 10 mil. So I think we're looking at soft, very soft, as they say over there. Red cars currently, was good to firm in the weeks now on good to soft side, but they're expecting another 11 mil there. So I'm working on the basis of soft ground there. Good ground currently at Ascot and Newmarket, but both tracks uh, on the site I use uh, forecast 11 mil, both. Yeah. Load of rain sweeping in. So anybody unfortunate enough to be working on course at Ascot tomorrow is going to get wet. That would be me. Thank you very much. Mm. But I'll enjoy it. Don't you worry. And Kevin Blake, I don't even know where you are right now. You look like you're sat in a really grim sort of dingy like London toilet. He looks like he's sat in track two somewhere, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in a little office down the back of Goffs that uh, that they've let me use. So to try, you, you might be able to hear the 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 your very soft murmur of sales in the in my background but um yeah that's well, we, where i am having me home since you last spoke to me <laughs> well we can't we can't hear any sales jitter chatter in the background but Excellent. it's a signal of what a good customer to these sales houses kevin blake is that they find him an office when he needs one so that just tells you quite how much money he's spending at the sales hopefully, but anyway hopefully it'll be like subtle when some geezer comes charging in wanting his laptop back Kevin. it's yeah, not a million yeah. to one it is not a million to one. <laughs> Right, guys, let's crack straight on with Ascot on Saturday. Uh, the 151 is the listed race over the five furlongs, and it's a good race. Loads of old names in here. Well, not even old names, just sort of like rogue sprinting types. Ebro River being one of them, Kings Lynn in there. Uh, Manikan's the four to one favourite currently. Barry, where are you going in this? Yeah, Manikan four to one favourite. You're right there. Nine to two, Kings Lynn, 11 to two, Ebro River. There's been wonderful, came from the dark, I suppose. That could be with the weather watch that Tony. Discussed there, 20 into 11. But I like Kings Lynn that in good form early season, finished second in Chester and then won the Temple Stakes in Haydock. Last year, uh, he took in the King Stand and the Wokingham. He was a little bit unlucky in both of them. This year, he took in the King Stand, the Platinum Jubilee. Now, he didn't really fire in them at all. He's had a good break. He had a good autumn campaign last season. 
when he was second over this course uh, in a group three on soft ground. And he won a listed, the listed race, the Wentworth Stakes in Doncaster, then over six furlongs on soft ground. It, it comes five furlongs, six furlongs comes all the same to him. He could have gone for the six furlong race on this card as well, but he comes here instead. I thought just that nine to two, it's currently three places each way punters there, but you know, these are all well exposed. I just thought Kings Lane could run well. Yeah, I would agree with that. A little bit worried about him off a break. Obviously, everything else in here sort of sharp fit. He comes here off over 100 days since we last saw him. Kevin, any concerns there? Um, yeah, no, it's fair enough. Um, there's a few of these now that either would be a small, like my old pal, uh, Manikan, would have been top of my list now, but this threat of rain is concerning for him. I think it's fair to say they've pulled him out before when there was just a, a small ease in it. So um, there might be a danger that he's an honour. Um, if this rain does arrive. Um, so he ended up with Corker. Um, I don't think he necessarily, he certainly doesn't need soft ground, but he got away with it once upon a time with York and ran very well. Um, and he's a horse I've always liked from kind of from the get-go. I thought he, after he won um, second time out, I thought he might be an Ascot horse. Um, hasn't, it's taken a little while to happen, but he's starting to kind of grow up the ranks a little bit there. It was a very good run at Haydock last time in, in a competitive sprint handicap. Look, this is, this is, um, you know, tougher company, no question. But the penny seems to be kind of dropping away with him the whole time. And I think a race like this, for they, they, I, I suspect they'll go um, as quick as he's ever been. Um, would be no harm for him. And yeah, Corker, I'm, I'm kind of, he's been a little sneaky one I've had in my mind that he could graduate into a stakes horse at some point. So this might be the day. Okay, Corker, eight to one. Nice tasty price there. Tony, do you agree with anything that's been said so far? Are you looking elsewhere? Um, I was looking elsewhere. Barry alluded to it when he's, he mentioned the move from came from the dark in from an opening 20s into 14s uh, and it's just been cut uh, into 11. So I'm very price conscious, as, as most people know. So I originally was going to put that, but I won't, but I'll make the case for him. Um, it's the first thing to say about this race is there's no guaranteed habitual front runner in here. So uh, if there is one, it's going to be Ypres River. And I think the Sportsbook odds compilers are alive to that one, maybe getting an easy lead because they're 11 to 2 about that when uh, he's eight elsewhere. So I think they've made the right move in trying to duck him because I think if they go forward on him, I don't think he'll have any pressure on the lead. So you're going to need luck in running here. There's a load of hold-up performance. Came from the dark to one. Obviously, he's won no kind of race in, in two starts this season, but uh, he's had his win done. And... Um, uh, the Racing Post week, uh, Ed Walker writes a column in the Racing Post weekender, which is very good. Um, he's normally quite straight and honest. Uh, he's really glowing about how this horse has been transformed by the by the wind up. Um, said his home up been excellent. Said he's he's changed in demeanour because he was he apparently became nervous and timid uh, because he couldn't breathe in his work and in his races. So he reckons he's really blossomed, come back to himself. And you know th this was a hundred eight rated horse. Um, just got touched off in one, his only star, Ascot, will love the rain. He has got one good firm run on his dance car, but he, he'll, he'll really like the rain and he goes well and fresh. The worry him is they'll, they're using this as a prep to maybe something uh, Ascot next month, but uh, I can fully see the money from came from the dark, but as he's nearly halved in price from 20s, uh, my interest has, has gone. If he drifts out okay. to 14 to 1 plus, I'll go with came from the dark, but not at 11s. 
Okay, case made for the big market mover came from the dark. Uh, let's move on to the Cumberland Lodge Stakes, the Group 3. This is over the one mile, four furlongs. Hamish is the 11 to 8 favourite. High definition. Oh, my God, this horse. Uh, high definition at 3 to 1, next best. Crestor in there, the 3-year-old, 9 to 2. Uh, Get Shirty and Hamish are the two that are dropping down and trip. Loads of angles in here, Kevin. But the big question is, can the dog that is high definition get back to winning ways? And, yeah, do you know what? I called him a dog. And I'm standing by it. Woof, woof. <laughs> woof, woof. That's right. <laughs> I hope you were asked on Saturday as well. You can tell it to the connections. Well, they'll be in the front, won't they? But, uh... Yeah, sure. Look, he's been... Um, Come on, just admit it. Admit it. Uh, our, our great friend Hugh, um, you know, his, his patience ran out with this horse this time last year, I think. <laughs> <laughs> like, what price would he have been at the end of, was it his 2020 season when he'd won the two? What price would he have been to have not won another race in the next two years? And yet he's racing. Like I we think you, Kyle, might have used a similar canine call as you just did there, <laughs> Vanessa. Right. Yeah, I suppose if you want to exercise some hindsight, you can look back at that Beresford, and it probably wasn't the best Beresford ever run by a long stretch. A monosib to finish second is still knocking around of a rating of about 100. So, um, anyway, look, he showed in the, in the Tatskoll Cup that he's a dangerous one to forget about. They kind of left him alone in front that day, and he almost punished them at the highest level. So um, I don't want to be quite that dismissive of him, but would I back him here at three to one? I'm absolutely not. Um, <laughs> and look, Hamish, look, that was a huge run at the Curra. If he reproduces that, he'll have, he'll have a great shot at giving weight away to everything. But, um, you know, I, I am drawn a bit to Cresta. Um, yeah. Like, and he's a tricky horse now because at the start of the season, I know you, you would have been there at Chester, Vanessa. He 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 looked like a horse that was in danger of going the wrong way um, early part of the season. You know, he had a very good two-year-old form and they clearly wanted to make him into a middle-distance horse. And he was doing his best to say no thanks. He was racing very freely and not being the easiest of rides. And um, but it, but it came together last time. They persevered, and he's absolutely gagged up at Windsor. Like really impressive, um, beating Max Sud, who, who's a good solid horse at the level, and Groundbreaker, who, who's come out and run a solid race. Uh, you know, in a, in a handicap off mark of ninety nine since. So to smash them up by six and a half, I think it was a fair effort. Um, approved his stamina belatedly. Um, change of jockey again, which is an ideal to see. I suppose he's not. He doesn't seem simple. Um, mm -hmm. But they do seem to be winning the battle with him. And look, he's getting nine pounds off the fav. I know a good chunk of that has weighed for age that he's entitled to. But I just think they might be getting into this fella now. And there could be okay. more to come from him. So Cresta will do for me against the short priced Hamish. Yeah, I like it. Nine to two about Cresta. Where are you going, Barry? Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah, okay. I just thought yeah, he, yeah. he really outrun his odds in the in the Gordon Stakes. He was a 66 to one chance there. He had ran in the Hampton Court over the 10 furlongs. He stayed on well, but just last day, he looked a completely different horse in that August Stakes in um, in uh, Windsor. He, like Kevin said, he won on the snap. He, he won six and a half lengths, a bit of given the ground. Uh, yeah, a bit of a David Probert team for me in the first two races. Yeah, I like it. Like it a lot. Um, Tony, are you in agreement? Are you going to make the treble here? No. Um, no, because you never I mean, you never would, would you? Oh, I always. If I went first and tip Cresta, I would, wouldn't I? But no, um, <laughs> I don't change my tips because these two put another one up. Um, <laughs> I think this is a classic classic case, and it should always be the case, of, of prices making bets. I mean, when I first looked at this race, immediately after decks at 10 o'clock, I thought there's no way I'm going to have a bet in this race. 
Hamish is the rightful favourite, even though he's carrying a three-pound penalty. High definition um, is obviously the, the form second choice. But um, I think there's a massive price in it, and I think it's the best bet of the day. And I think it would be about six points shorter. Uh, you can, Glenn, each way, 20 to 1 with the sports. Ah, the old boy. Ah, oh, the old, the old boy. boy. Honestly, right, there's, again, a pace angle. There's no real pace in this race. High definition could go forward, but I'm not sure they will over a mile four. Um, you can go and actually made all in this race uh, in 2020. It was a four-runner race and it was at York. So I can't work out why it was at York that day. But anyway, so the Cumberland Lodge was at York two years ago. You can Glenn won it. Uh, this year, he's had a really luckless campaign. Um, got no kind of run in the Ebor, no kind of run either side of those in uh, Goodwood and Haydock. And he clearly bumped into a, a massive improver in rural champion over a, an inadequate mile two at air last time. So up in trip, maybe the pace angle of the race, if they're alive to that. Um, yeah. but I, I can I can really see him going forward. And when you look at the form angle, I mean, he, no way he should be 20s here. No way. I mean, I thought it would be about six, seven to one shot. Now, have a look at me. Last year, and this was last year over a number of races, he was rated 116, you can Glenn. Um, and... If he comes back to that kind of level and he's, and he, like I said, he has a luckless campaign so far, he's actually comes out a better horse of the weights if you're doing this from last year than Hamish, who's got a three pound penalty, because him and uh, High Definition are both rated 117. So I don't think um, we've seen the best of him this year. If they take the initiative, go forward on this horse, he's ground versatile. Uh, and I think he's got the capability to put it up to the front too. So 20 to one each way is massive price. Okay. Big price each way bet with Yukon Glen, the old favourite for Tony there. And two votes for Cresta. Let's move on to the Bengoff stakes over the six furlongs. Um, Rohan is the top of the market, seven to two. Barry at the moment. Uh, obviously, we've seen him do it here over the course and distance before for everyone's favourite trainer, Dave Evans. Will he go in again at seven to two? Yeah, he wouldn't be for me at that <laughs> price. Uh it would flame and rib who's five to one second in the horse I like in his last year's winner, the dream Vanessa. Um, Oh yeah. No sort of race at all in the air gold cup, but I, I could forgive him that being drawn 21. The time before that, the uh, first time um, cheek pieces with a head second to Sam Maximus in new market. Like I said, in his penultimate start, that form has been somewhat franked by Sam Maximus ran well behind our power here in Ireland last week. Uh, her Ascot form reads particularly well too. Um, in the jersey last year, was only beaten a little over two lengths behind Creative Force and Naval Crown. Beat Kings Lind in this race last year, fifth Creative Force in the Champion Sprint. Then, so you know these are all well exposed again. These these sprinters and just have a feeling Charlie Fellows has really laid her out for this one. And obviously Harry Davis can't claim his three pounds because it's a, it's a listed race, but he'll do for me. Yeah, I, I can agree with you with the dream. Um, and also the big angle with her is if the rain comes. We need rain for her, really. Uh, she's done it before on rain softened ground at Ascot and any rain that falls will be a benefit. I mean, I was looking at her profile for the race earlier. She's very in and out this season. She's become a bit unpredictable. But I think with the rain softened ground, I really liked her in here as well. And she's 14 to 1 for me and Barry. Kevin, beat that, please. I won't beat it, but I might find a winner. <laughs> That's beating it, by the way. That's beating it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kamachi falls and drawn to. 
Yeah, um, Michael Dodd's kind of easily 11 to 2 currently. Yeah, not not a sexy horse, as they say. It's, it's, a, <laughs> it's an old hard-knocking, working-class horse there that turns up for the gig every day and just rumbles away. But quietly there behind the scenes, Vanessa, he's, uh, he's been rising away. And it takes a fair horse now to um to be in the mix in the, the last th- three races this fella's been in the mix in like he, he won the stewards cup and he's gone on to to run huge at york and then run huge in the in the air gold cup um like he, he's on the marks like he's definitely improving he's you know when, when i hear his name you think of him he's one of those kind of seven or eight year old sprint handicappers but he's not he's only five and um <laughs> and he's never been a better form you know, we saw last year that um, cutting the ground isn't an issue for him. If if all that rain arrives, he'll be just fine. It was there was lots of juice in it when he won the Stewards Cup last year, um, and yeah, I think that this will be. Sometimes there can be a bit of a a bit of a difference between you know stakes sprints and big sprint handicaps, and sometimes those horses that do well in, in big sprint handicaps don't translate it as well to sprint handicaps but just you look up the makeup of this field and i'd say he'll, he'll feel plenty at home there now yeah. and um draw wise i don't really know but he's going to be in the middle he's going to have options and um, hopefully connor beasley ends up sticking him in the right spot he's a bit like you kevin because he's only five but like you say in my head and you've just said it as well it feels like he's sort of seven or eight if you were to take <laughs> a guess with him because he's been around for so long and it's a bit the same with you about 10 years ago everyone thought you were the age you are now and then eventually you've caught up and your hairline has as well which is good oh jesus yeah thanks very much <laughs> no worries no worries everyone's under the bus today you in high definition uh how well, are- <laughs> got a Benjamin Button haircut. He's <laughs> gone from bald to afro in two years. What are you on about? It's now cotton TC. That's the key. Yeah, just don't take any hair off the top of your head and hope for yeah, the best. I, I must start shaving mine every day. <laughs> Come take on, your, Tony. Take your vitamin C or prayers. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, where are you going in this? Come on, uh, hit us with it. <laughs> not sure if I'm going to back it, so I'm loath to say to anybody else uh, to get stuck in. But I think Princess Shabnam is um, a very big price at 20s uh, with the sportsbook. It's the best price out there. Um, considering the progression of this filly from 85 to 107, um, I think she's gone under the radar a little bit here. Now, I know everyone says, oh, got an easy lead at Ponty, etc. You know, you can maybe downgrade the form because, you know, that's a... That's a well-known angle there, but no, she beat you know Gale Force Mayer there really comfortably, and she's clearly a filly on, on the massive up. Um, got a lot of time for Sean Woods, a trainer. Um, ground versatile, yeah. I think twenties is probably the wrong price. I'll probably okay. end up backing her, uh, but I'm not sure at the moment. But yeah, I mean, hundred percent. If you're going to have a bet in the race, keep her on side at twenties. Big okay, price. Princess Shavlan, 20 to 1. Um, as a suggestion, let's stick with you then, Tony, for the uh, Challenge Cup, the Heritage Handicap over the seven furlongs next. Uh, we've got Fresh at the top of the market, 5 to 1, looking for this unique treble, really, of course and distance wins. He won back in July, then again in September when we last saw him. And um, he's looking to do it again off, obviously, a higher mark. He keeps going up. But um, are we going to see his winning streak over the course and distance come to an end here yeah i think so um there's not really saying much because it's six to one here betting six on it doesn't but um no i i, I put up put up say four age at 12s on tuesday uh and he's now into sixes with um 
uh, with the sportsbook. So he's halved in price there. Um, yeah, I now if the rain comes for this horse, obviously it's it, it's you know it's gonna he's not gonna drift, but it all depends how much rain it gets. But that said, he's not he's not although he loves the mud, he's he has won a group two on good ground in in Ireland a couple of years ago, so he's not. He's not a one-trick monkey when uh, when it comes to the ground. But, yeah, I mean, obviously... One-trick monkey. Barry, put it in for the definition. <laughs> that... well, that's going on the mug. The, the dictionary. The dictionary. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I would say pony, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. So... You just got a name for the show. <laughs> He's not a safe voyage. Not well, a one-trick I, monkey. I probably want to... Probably... After Neil Callan called me a big ape yesterday on Twitter, <laughs> that's probably why I've got it stuck in my head. That's <laughs> it. That's Call it. it yeah. Big ape. Yeah, we'll come on to Callan later. I've got him. I've got him in my sights for his for a red car race later on. Right. <laughs> okay. So safe voyage. For... Uh, no safe voyage. Yeah. I mean, obviously he was 116 rated horse last year. Dropped down to 97. Unlucky at Leopardstown last time. Only raised it three pound. Clearly uh, well handicapped on that. Um, like I wanted, I would wait until see what uh, how much rain they get for that one. But he's clearly got a massive chance. And if you're looking for a backup, talking about Ascot, um, Ascot favourites, River Nymph, two wins, two really good placed efforts. Uh, at Ascot in in big hand field handicaps, um, races off the same markers when only beating a neck and a short head to fresh last time. So it comes in a good form. Uh, sportsbook playing extra places, also offering the best price at tens. I think you won't go far. I think I think River Nymph at tens each way is as solid as a safe voyage if you're talking about any in each way terms. So River Nymph and safe voyage, two against the field for me in this race. Okay, like that a lot. Like the angling with River Nymph for sure. Uh, Barry, what about you? He loves an old horse TC, doesn't he? Two nine-year-olds he's tipped up so far. Like that. Oldie oh, but yeah. really. A yeah. couple, couple of old codgers, Vanessa. Codgers. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. <laughs> sure. Charlie Appleby has a couple in here, Vanessa. I like New Kingdom. He's a 14 to 1 chance at the moment now. Um, he won a three year old handicap in Donny last day. Uh, he beat 30 old town. They did three things with him. They dropped him back to seven furlongs. Uh, they applied first time cheap pieces and they made plenty of use with him. That was really the difference to the horse. He, he got three pounds for that, but he's a four pound weight for age allowance here um uh, i thought he'd go really well pat dobbs rides and charlie appleby's not adverse to putting pat dobbs up on the fancied one i think he rode um ottoman fleet there in newbury recently to finish second to one of uh Syed bin sarur so yeah i like new kingdom and i thought he'd run really well at a big price it's five places to each way punters on the sports book here just one thing about new kingdom uh, i actually tipped that last time in the first time headgear i tipped it eight to one i think he went off a bet for sp of 18 it's, wow. It was absolutely a colossal drifter. I think they thought about the ground was wrong for him, but I think it was a wrong going description given officially. But yeah, uh, doubled in price when winning last time. Okay, interesting. And Kevin, do you have a strong view on this? Yeah, look, the price has gone to an extent, but say Voyage would have been very high in the shortlist kind of from the entry stage because that run at Leopardstown was just huge, wasn't it? Um, like Irish Champions weekend. Yeah, look, and pretty much everything else that was stuck in the finish was bang up there you know and he came from a long way back and had to come very wide and you just felt on the day like oh god you're you're unlucky there um and look we know seven furlongs and ask it will suit really well the more rain that comes will, will most likely be to his um to his assistance and should look from a handicapping point of view it speaks for itself doesn't it so 
Um, hopefully for his connections, he gets a kinder spin than he did at Leopardstown last time. And uh, he might go and gain some compensation at the ripe old age of nine. Ripe old age indeed. Safe voyage for Kevin. Uh, let's move across to Newmarket. A couple of races to cover there. We'll start off with the 131 there. Um, it's the Phillies handicap and it's over the one mile two furlongs. And in here, just as a side note for any listeners and watchers of Sky Sports Racing, I'll be there is seven to one. And this is a horse who uh, was on TV from a very early age because when we followed a mare giving foal, this was the foal that hit the ground. Uh, we called her Sky, where she was bred after Sky Sports, obviously, and she featured in the Bloodstock show. She ended up going to the yearling sales. She was brought by Andrew Balding and then ran okay for him. And then the owner moved the horses to George Bowie. And since she's gone to Georgia, she's won two on a bounce. And now she's up here in this Premier Phillies handicap. Uh, she's stepping up in trip today, but we still have the mayor at home, Hanella and Sky. You can go back and watch it on YouTube and see her as a foal and you'll see how weak and pathetic she looks. And now she's a two-time winner. So just a little side note there for you. She's seven to one. I hope someone tips her after all that. Yeah, I'm (laughs) I'm actually not going to tip her. I don't think she'll win this. But anyway, (laughs) who do you fancy, Barry? I fancy Crystal Estella in this. uh, Vanessa didn't run too bad when Fort behind Emily Upjohn in a Sandown novice, considering that was only her second run. It was off the back of a 174-day break. And then in May, uh, she went to Goodwood on soft ground where she won a novice o- over 10 furlongs by four lengths. Uh, the second, it was pretty useless, but the, the third is one since. She gets in here off a rating of 80. She's changed ownership. Evelyn the Rothschild, she's gone to Team Valor. She's been off for 142 days or, or 134 days. Like We don't know where she's been. We don't know whether they've been holding on for a bit of autumn ground for her. Um, but I think she's definitely a black type mare, this one. Uh, and I think she could be up to winning a handicap off this mark. Um, Sir Michael Stout won this back in 2018 as well. So he, he's not adverse to aiming a good one at this. Uh, I just thought at seven to one, she was a, a knockout each way better. Yeah, it's a fascinating profile, like you say, with all those angles, the long break, but uh, the ownership change as well. Uh, it's just be interesting. She could be the sneaky, as you say, black type performer in a handicap. Is there any others that tick that box in here for you, Kevin, that might just be behind the handicapper at this point, ahead of the handicapper at this point, sorry? Plenty behind, hopefully yeah. we'll ahead. And yeah. I'm hoping number four will be ahead, Vanessa. Can you, can you give us the pronunciation? Hang on, I can't even find it currently. No, that <laughs> leaf. I've got no idea what's going on here. This one, those ridiculous Irish sayings. I'm severely dyslexic, so it's very unfair to throw me under the bus like that. You're actually bullying. Oh, it really is. Gala, gala. I don't think that's right, isn't it? Two halves. Uh, it means non-trier in Irish. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I'll tell you what. There was some birthday thing on Twitter today. They said Gavin Cromwell's 49. <laughs> that, that guy had a bad paper around Eden. Oh, I can oh, believe that. It was 60 a hard fire no, around I can believe hey, look, that. When you're, when you're being Oliver Cromwell's grandson, it's a tough gig in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was Oliver Cromwell's brother. I that's a tough surname to have in Ireland. <laughs> yeah, very, yeah, you can, yeah. Go on, make your case for the horse that we can't say its name. Go on, uh, say its uh, name again. I'm happy with Garland. I wasn't very good at Irish, but anyway, um, this she used to be trained by um, 
<laughs> Garvin Donnelly. But the reason I'm laughing is when, if you remember Get In when back when Irish racing was good when it was on at the races, the two Get In boys used to always pronounce his name Garvin Donnelly <laughs> in a West Country accent for no reason. Nice. You've been nice. on the piss of the sale today, Blake. <laughs> he's just having a he's having a good time over there in his little stable. If, um, if you don't, though, Carvin has actually gone to work for Gavin Cromwell, and all oh, the horses Jesus. that he used to train are now trained by Gavin. So that's why the that explains the trainer swap. And um, the filly's come alive really since she, since she swapped. And has has progressed really rapidly. And um, she's another one to come from a, a handicap on Irish Champions Weekend. Um, and not dissimilar to say voice, what what now wasn't quite as eye catching, but came from further back than those that beat her, and um, you know came home really well, and you know into Philly's only um, company now. I think this course and distance should suit well. Um, not always easy to know how the Irish handicap form would slip in um, across the water, but um, Jesse Harrington has been having some joy with with, with a limited number of runners um, this season, so that's that's encouraging in this sort of bracket. So. Um, she's a big old price now because I thought she was a fair eye catcher. Um, 16 to 1? She's 16 to 1 or that, like, you know. So um, I, I thought she'd do for me. Now Gary Carroll going over to take the ride. Um, Gavin's having winners. So, yeah, on we go. Okay, number four then. We'll just call it number four. And TC, what about you in this? <laughs> um, I was going to have a bet, which I probably won't. Um, there's a lot of progressive fillies here and they look, they've got a lot of sexier profile than White Willow. But um, I think White Willow's been really well done to, handicap-wise. I mean, there's not many horses win a race by over a length and put up two good place efforts either side of that and only get put up three pounds. So, um, yeah, I thought White Willow at 14 to 1 plus um, was quite interesting, but I thought it was a really trappy race. Okay, some bigger swings then in the Phillies handicap from the boys. Let's move on to the auction stakes, the big sales race over the six furlongs, and Ed Walker's Amici, eleven to four favourite. Tony, did he get a mention in the in the impressive column, Amici, ahead of this ahead of the weekend? Uh, no, I didn't. Um, I didn't particularly like this. I mean, uh, it's, with twenty nine runners, this is going to be a bit of a wild west, isn't it? So. You probably want Neil Callan on your side if that's the case. Uh, with oh. uh, with Safari Dream, no, only joking. We'll draw a line under it now, Neil. <laughs> make, make my day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to Kempton one night and get knocked out. I know. Yeah. Um, not by Neil Callan, you're not. I don't know. Well, he, he might punch me and hurt my knees or something like that. <laughs> um, no, I think Safari Dream is on a really good, solid horse here. Um, 10 to 1 off the back of a win at Windsor last time good form and time credentials but do you really want to be back in a 21 29 runner race like this where you could piss up on your side and finish 10th um, no not for me but like I said I mean like being serious if you are going to have a bet I think Callan has got a really good chance on Safari Dream well as good a chance as most okay well 24 runners, as Tony's said there, Barry, and you've got an 11 to 4 favourite. I mean, surely we're taking Amici on. Surely we all are. 29. 29 runners, yeah. Sorry, sorry, 29 runners. Yeah, I don't know. Amici, like, obviously, anything can win this. A lot, any one of them could take a massive step forward, but I think the fa- they've got the right favourite anyway in Amici. You know, he won one of these sales races on the July course, and 
Um, Miss Jungle Cat was second, but the third Eddie's boy has gone on and won a group three in Shanti by six and a half lengths since. So there is a little bit of substance to that form. I wouldn't be having a bet in this race. It's five places on the sports book. You're going to need all of them, aren't you? But I would like to see the favourite win. Lawrence Bellman, who TC would know from back in his uh, Betfair days, owns it. He's a great uh, supporter of racing and any success he gets is well-deserved. So I'd like to see it the win for Lawrence, Lawrence Bellman. Nice bloke. Yeah, absolutely. It always does a nice interview as well. And just in terms of the sales race, obviously Amici won his own sales race. So the set, um, yeah, the set Temp Tassels, um, Somerville, like Somerville race. Whereas today, well, on Saturday, he has to go in against the book three and book four horses. So different field again. Are you taking him on, Kevin? Um, like if you were to kind of put me in hell, and give me something racing-wise that would just wind me up for the rest of my days. Yeah, just keep, put kind of this sort of race on repeat. <laughs> we were given a £100 free bet, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I gave I you knew. £100, Kevin. Give it back to him. <laughs> I'm going to give a, a mention to, to, to Woolhampton. Um, just because I, I, I thought I thought she was overpriced. You know, she has the form and the book to get in the mix in a race like this at these weights. Um, last time you have to forgive, um, look, I'm kind of on the flank. Um, I'm just going to take a chance, forgive it. Uh, she can get back to her, her previous best efforts. You know, she's she's in the mix off eight stone six. Um, you know, I've been, I've been third in, in the list of the race time before. And like, if she repeats that, she won't be far away. Um, by Camacho, who had the winner of the, the Goffs Million. So it could be a big sales race double for him. And then, yeah, Woolhampton, do for me. But uh, yeah, move on, move on. Okay. <laughs> Woolhampton at 14s then. And if Hell on Earth for Kevin is a 29-runner sales race for the two-year-olds, then surely Heaven on Earth is a one-mile Group 1 for the Mayors with three Group 1 winners lining up. And that's what we've got in the Sun Chariot, Saffron Beach, Homeless Songs, Prosperous Voyage. They've all won Group 1s. They're all reopposing. Saffron Beach, the 11-8 to favourite, Kevin, will come back to you because you've just given such a crap answer to the last race. <laughs> Please be stronger yeah. here. Yeah, this is very good. And you mentioned three Group 1 winners, rightfully so. But we also have Laurel in there, who, who's pretty exciting in her own right, two from two. Um, who knows how good she is? Um, looked very good first time, didn't have much to beat last time. And now it's uh, they're not messing about <laughs> straight into the Sun Chariot. So we'll we'll find out. Could you take that sort of price about her? Certainly not for me. But it looks after Beach, I think we all liked her going to Leopardstown, didn't we? Um, the rain came, you know, a little bit disappointing. She couldn't pick up Pearl's Glower, but and uh, look, Pearl's Glower is a uh, you know, her group one form in the book, uh, and that was very much her day. First time headgear on, given a, a really well rated front running ride from um, from Billy Lee uh, and she got the job done in the day but look Saffron Beach beat the rest including Homeless Songs who, who didn't quite fire and you know I think we've been saying it all year with Homeless Songs that clearly she was brilliant at the car but she'd, she'd blatted her copybook a couple of times at two when expected and she kind of did it again at Leopardstown last time I just don't want to trust her that much I don't think she's 100% straightforward. And Dermot Well is back, have back very much amongst the winners. But um, I'm taking Saffron Beach to uphold the form. Um, I think yeah. Prosperous Voyage might give her a nice steady target to aim at. And um, I do like her a lot now. And she, she's on a countdown timer. She's going to be offered at the at the mayor sale at the end of the year. She's going to make an absolute fortune, I'd imagine. I watched her, um, her full 
brother sell at Goffs here yesterday made 450 grand so it's kind of all happening but um, yeah I think she might add to her group on tally here yeah I'm with Kevin that she's got this sort of very solid look to her profile and she always seems to sort of put her best foot forward whereas homeless songs like Kevin said Barry just I don't know you just can't trust her and at nine to four I'm definitely not trusting her no she was off for 111 days obviously before the matron and leopard stand with her stride shortened very quick when she came under pressure and she switched her legs and I thought that the Irish guineas was was a dreadful race really there's not a winner to come out of it um, wow. And she might she might have been flattered there as well. She was flattered there. And um, there's still a doubt about her getting a mile and in a true run race. She could be one to take on the place market. I'll be laying her in the place market. And a horse that's on my radar that I thought without runner odds at thirty three to one at a bit each way price is Miss Miss Herbert. And um, I just thought that she wouldn't disgrace herself. Her third to Potipova in the Atlanta and Sandown on good ground was a decent run. She stuck it out well there that day. And she won a nice uh, group three for Phillies in Chantilly last time out, where, again, she showed a really likable attitude. So I'll be looking to have a few quid on her each way, and I'll be taking on homeless songs. But the favourite could be hard to beat. 13 to 8 it was earlier on this morning into 11 to 8 now. Okay, yeah. And, Tony, how are you viewing this race? Do you have a strong view in it? Um, no betting opinion, but Saffron Beach is probably a, a, a rock solid 11 to 8 chance. Brilliant new market record, free length winner of this race last year. Yeah, I'll give her a pass last time, uh, for a few reasons, not these because obviously Pearls Galore got to the front and didn't come back as, as a few did at uh, that uh, Irish Champions weekend. Uh, yeah, 11 to 8, but that's a but that's pretty much a price. And when a horse is pretty much a price, then you just let them win unbacked and untipped. But yeah, Saffron Beach um, in the nominal tip column. Okay, Saffron Beach, general view, going to be hard to beat in the Sun Chariot. Let's move away from Newmarket. Quick trip up to Red Car for us for the William Hill two-year-old trophy. Uh, Kevin, if you hate sales races, then you might not like this, but you might like it a little bit more than the sales race. Um, Cold Case is currently the 72 favourite in here. Barefoot Angel next best at four to one. Uh, where are you going in this? And do you have a, do you have a view? 17 runners, so kinder to you than that sales race. Yeah, look, I have a valuable list of races. We'll, uh, <laughs> we, can, we can play ball with those a little bit more. Um, I like Barefoot Lady at air last time. I thought she did well. Um, she came from a fair way back now. Had a bit of work to do uh, and got the job done against uh, more experienced fillies. Like, can you read it literally? I'm not sure, but we have some old favourites. Well, not old favourites, but fillies that we've liked through the season in there and behind her. She's surely going to come forward again because that that like that represented a, a leap out of the ground. And um, I've mentioned that on the pod a good few times. You know, you can normally rely on dark angels to improve run to run for quite some time. Um, they're quite slow learners and I could see her coming forward again and um, yeah I thought she'd be tough enough to beat to be honest I thought she'd be clear fav um, but yeah she isn't so we'll, we'll, we'll go with her okay barefoot angel at four to one for Kev what about you Barry uh, I like funny story in a Vanessa a Rafe Beckett's horse uh, Hector Crouch in the play the round of 10 to 1 chance I need him again could take a massive step forward but I just thought with her won a new market uh, July course maiden first time up then was a 5 to 1 chance in a Newbury listed race finished Stone Cold last obviously something happened to her there that day they gave her a nice break and she went to Chelmsford over uh, 6 furlongs Earlier this month in a novice race where she carried her penalty, she gave the entire field seven pounds. She won under a hands and heels ride. There could be more to come from her. Stables in decent form. 
Yeah, she'd be a tentative pick at around 10 to 1 each way. Five places on, or four places so far in the sports book. But watch out for additional places across all of those races come Saturday. Okay, funny story then for the Rave Beckett team. And Tony, over to you for the red car race. Strong view or not? Yeah, I have. Yeah. I've had oh, a, here we go. I've had a big swing at this at 50s and 40s. Oh, Jesus. Um, King's Crown. Uh, now, um, I'm working on the basis of soft ground at red car. Um, okay. Uh, they, they've got a pretty bad forecast coming up and it's already on the easy side. So uh, there's not many in here who've raced on soft ground. King's Crown is one of them, um, albeit it was only a second on debut, but, you know, it didn't totally blow out. So that will give you some kind of confidence. Uh, very highly tried horse after winning uh, his first maiden. Um, went to the Coventry Stakes and the July Stakes, both through con- uh, Group 2 contests. Only beaten nine lengths and six lengths respectively in those. So I think that, that reads quite well. Obviously, he's got a lot to find with the likes of Cole Case. But um, no, I think that gives uh, some confidence. Ran seventh in a really good um, York uh, sales race. And last time it totally blow out, which is why we're getting the 40s and 50s. Uh, but if you look at that race, he was far too keen on the on the near side. Uh, I think the cheap pieces angle is very good. First time cheap pieces for the horse. Um, and looked into uh, Adrian Nichols' record with first-time cheat pieces. He's free from 12 um, with this uh, since 2018. So that's 25% strike rate against his normal strike rate of just 10% with all runners. So that will give you plenty of confidence there. So for a horse that was obviously well thought of enough to go to Group 2 company a couple of times in Royal Ascot, um, then, yeah, I think he's... 40 to 1 with a sports book, four places. Um, very good bet. King's Crown. Okay, 40 to 1. Another massive prize from Tony today. Um, right, that wraps up Saturday's action on ITV. But of course, now we get to move on to Sunday over in France and we're going to dive straight into the Arc de Triomphe. Guys, uh, Luxembourg is currently at the top of the market. Alpinista. Torquedo Tasso even, title holder in there, and Bedini. Um, We've been hyping this race up now for weeks. Kevin, did you expect Luxembourg to be the favourite going into the arc with just a couple of days to go? Um, I should look once by E came out, I suppose it was probably likely. Um, Very elegant, wasn't going to be fab if if she got in, much as she wasn't good enough to get in in the end, so we didn't have to cross that bridge. Um, you, can, you can keep your 10 group ones in Australia, lads. Um. <laughs> we'll be discussing that on Wade in on Monday. Don't you worry about that. Um, Sorry, I just, I just couldn't resist. Um, yeah, sure. Look, Luxembourg, you can understand why. Like, I think he'll be fine on the ground. Um, look, I'll rob TC's weather update. Like, I think they're expecting a, a good drop, as they say. Um, it was misinformation. They didn't actually water on Sunday. <laughs> Some what? people were getting very wound up, but they didn't actually water last Sunday. That was a, a communication mix-up, but it is going to be on the softer side. Uh, be, be slightly cautious, that's with the official goings in um, in France, because they're not always accurate. <laughs> so I'm sure we'll be getting plenty of reports um, from France. We'll get a look at it on Saturday, obviously. We'll have an idea of, of just how soft it is. But I think Luxembourg will probably be fine, whatever. I mean, he has enough ground, enough form on, on soft ground to, to be okay. I think it Baron comes like a bog. Um, at, at, yeah, you can see it. 
he can see it. Look, he looked like a potential star too. The run in the Guineas was was very good. I thought I know there was expectation attached to him, um, but he ran very well considering it went fairly wrong for for him from the get go, um, and he came on as hope from the car two leopards down and went and won the Champions Stakes in quite nice style. I thought. Um, and the, all the word is that he, he came out really well from that. It had to be really tough on him to get in there. Um, so the fear would be that he might kind of bounce a little bit from it. But he, he's seemingly been very good, particularly good since. So I'd say there's even a chance he could be in even better shape um, on wow. Sunday, which would be um, you know, a daunting enough prospect for his opposition, dare I say, because that represents very strong form. Um, he has a good set of tools for the mile and a half. I think you'd be surprised if he didn't stay. Um, look, I know that there's um, there there is pace on his damn side, but you'd be amazed if he didn't stay. Really, with that Camelot influence, um, the Camelot slash Monju influence coming through. Um, so yeah, look, I think he's he deserves to be fav. Is he my selection? No. Oh, um, after I, all that, I, bloody hell. No, I, no, really, I can't. Just like that soundbite. It's not going to be a surprise to me if he wins at all, but it's the arc. There's 20 runners. The ground's going to be soft. You kind of have to have a, a bit of a swing, don't you? Come on, then. Hit us with it. Because, we've been talking we've, for 10 minutes. In recent years, that we, we, we have had a few funny results in the arc when the ground's got soft. So um, it's no harm to be a bit creative and... We mentioned him briefly in dispatches a few weeks ago. Title holder, um, one of the Japanese horses. He looks a really good candidate. Um, he's he's arguably one of the best horses they've ever sent over for this. Um, so I very much respect him, but I'm not quite there yet. Oh Vanessa. my god! <laughs> I, li- I like one. Of the, I like one of the other Japanese horses. Oh really? Do uh, juice. He's about a million to one, I think. Um, he's interesting. He's a three year old, and I thought it was a lovely run. Uh, behind Sim, Sim Camille, um at Longchamp okay. last time in his trial, a real trial sort of a run. Um, I, I thought it was a very nice run. And look, he's obviously been trained with one day in mind. Um, I th- look, the ground's a bit of an unknown, but there was plenty of juice, the, ju- the juice in it that day at Longchamp, and he ran well enough to to suggest that he'd be fine on it. And I would just love the Japanese to win this race, whichever one, better again, if it's the one you've tipped on the day, I would love to see them do it. I have so much regard for them as a, as a racing nation and people. And uh, they're having a real good crack at this year with the horses they have. And do juice, he'll be he'll be a big old price. And uh, he just could be the one that, uh, that does it for them. Do juice for the Japanese, but not the one we were expecting. It took us 10 minutes to get there, but Kevin Blake has finally hey, given his art the tree on. a big race. Big build up. Come yeah, on. no, that was fair. That was a fair. That was a fair build-up. I've had to rub out both uh, Luxembourg and obviously <laughs> title holder, and just put in do juice twenty five to one chance at the moment. Kept you at the edge of your seat, bear. Yeah, we really were all sent the listeners to sleep whichever 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 angle you come at guys uh come on then barry give us the hype what are you going for in the art of the yeah, triangle i'm gonna stick up a 40 to 1 chance i think he'd run into a place uh there are five places on the sports book here but seal away i think is overpriced at 41 only beaten a little over in a four lengths last year on heavy ground well what they officially gave is heavy ground he went and won the the champion stakes in Ascot after that. He hasn't really fired this year. This is his first time back over a mile and a half He uh, since the arc last year. And he ran a, a credible enough race 
last time out in a group three in his prep when he was 40 was just staying on and to finish obviously all year every race is just aiming towards uh sunday for him and he might give his trainer a bit of uh a bit of compensation with very elegant not getting a run yeah that would be a serious plot twist wouldn't it and i, t- I tipped him in the race last year about when he was a million to one yeah. thought, thought we were having a beano there kind of one and a half down yeah, it was his first time over a mile and a half, and they haven't tried it at him since, you know. Yeah. So he's a four-year-old now, a year older, a year stronger. I think he could run. He's a 40-to-1 chance, like, because he hasn't fired this year. But you know Sunday's the day for him. The lads are putting up some big prices here, 40 no, to one, 25 to 1 so far. Exactly, Tony. <laughs> it's over to you. You're the king of the big prices. We've already got a 40-to-1 tip and the 25-to-1 tip. So whereabouts are you going? I haven't made my mind up yet. Oh, for God's sake, you're literally on a tipping program ahead no, of the weekend for the Arc de Triomphe. You can delay it 36 hours and find out what the rain's going to do. But what I, tell, what I have done, I backed Sealaway at 80s and 66s on Monday um, for all the reasons Barry said. Yeah. Um, and it will stop Graffard whining uh, for a bit. If it, <laughs> that one He's got away lightly with that, hasn't he? He's just like, nothing's changed. You know the rules. Ooh, save it for Monday. Save it for Monday. Um, I like the looking back. I like the French Derby form. So I think if you like Luxembourg, you shouldn't be back in Luxembourg. You should be back in Ernesto. That's quite clear, isn't it? I mean, three or four times the price. I mean, where where is that differential coming out of? Um, obviously, the Grand Prix de Paris. We know that form's absolutely rock solid. Seconds come out and won an art trial. Fourth's come out and won the Saint Ledger. Step up in triple suit. If they don't get that much rain, if, they, if it's just soft, I think I, I quite like a Nesta at, at 12s, and I, I backed him at 12s and 14s. And I've also had a little bit of savour on Alkahim, who shaped equally as well from off the pace in the French Derby as um, as um, Ernesto. The slight, the slight doubt about that, and the price compensates slightly. I think he's around about a 25 poke on the exchange. Uh, is I'm not sure about you know stepping up to a mole fall is going to really suit me if it really gets really testing because he's I know he's out of a Galileo mare but he's um he's by a by a minor isn't he so I'm not entirely sure about that um about the stamina wise if he does get really testing so that's why I'm I'm, I'm playing a waiting game there but uh Siloway, Ernesto and probably Al-Gahim are going to be my free against the field. I, I'm fielding against the, the, the top of the market because I think they're all underpriced. And and as for the Japanese horses, I haven't got a clue what form they represent. So I'm, I'm not a guesser like Blake. I want to deal in stuff that I know about. Uh, well, that's what I was just about to say. That's why we have Kevin Blake on the show to bring in the international angle to give us the insight we need from across the globe. Uh, no, or we can watch all these races on YouTube, lads. These are not hard yeah. to find. <laughs> or we could just call them a guess like TC. I'm sure you've and gone I... through the depth of every single Japanese, right? Kevin, you've got 287 jobs. Time to look at Japanese form. I know that, and you know that. <laughs> he hasn't even had time to look at horsepower yet, which, you know, is still on his viewing list. Uh, I'm going to bring some normality and some sense back Alpha to the show Nista. by Alpha tipping Nista. up. Uh, Alpha for, Nista. Nista. for that famous raconteur. Alpha that day. Head, head and heart, guys. Head and heart. Alpinista all the way. It's going to be a great day. I absolutely cannot wait. Um, 
if anyone listening, like people think something weird's going on here. I just like the mayor, Albanista guys, if you are listening, thinking what we all having an inside joke about here. And I always bang on about her. So that's why the boys could guess I was going to tip her up at any price you like. Um, right. Oh, no. Yeah, two year old racist. The horse's formative career. Did he pull her three times at two so he can get a mark of 47? <laughs> I have absolutely no idea what you're referring uh, to. Oh, right, okay. This must be the only horse he hasn't done that with then. Hope it wins. Well, uh, so do I, Tony. So do <laughs> I. Right. I know you're big pals. Uh, we're not a big pals. Um, let's talk about the two-year-old races because they're also being shown on ITV on Sunday from Longchamp. Uh, the Prix-Jean-Luc Lagardère to kick things off. Um, I suppose, actually, well, and the version, the uh, Marcel Boussac as well over the mile. What views do you have, Kevin? Who do you fancy here? Obviously, we are recording on the Thursday. We don't know what's going to line up, so it is a little bit hard to guess. But do you have any strong views you'd like to voice? Um, yeah, I'm just not sure it's going to turn up, Vanessa. Um, Sharatash represents the, the National Stakes Forum. That's obviously of interest. Um, he's got plenty of experience in the book that looked his best run. Um, but look, the Antarctic, if they back him up quickly and there's there's signs that they might, um, you know, he ran very well in the middle park, but was he a shade flattered? He, he, he may have been. So, you know, look, if the two of them are decked, I'd probably favour Shartash, but it's not a, it's not a big view now until we, we get all the info in the pot. Okay, yeah, information we do need. But before we leave France and you, Kevin, uh, surely just above the curve wins the opera, doesn't she? Oh, yeah, looking forward to it now, Vanessa. Imagine what she's going to do when she's fit. Well, you, you've said that before. You've said that before. Um, she just yeah. wins that for me. I yeah, can't I see past her. Yeah, got a, got a bit of stick the last day for, for kind of putting people off by saying that she uh, she was expected to need the run, but she was yeah. expected to need the run, and she won anyway. Um, it, it was very much a career best effort. Um, super to see her do it, and this was kind of, uh, Champions Weekend was just because of the way her season panned out with the setback in the middle of it. Um, you know, Champions Weekend was being considered a, a stepping stone to this. Um, I don't think the ground will be an issue at all, um, no matter how much rain they get. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'd be very hopeful. Look, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be a giant field. Um, William Buick's going to take the ride, which, which, is, which is quite interesting. And, um, yeah, hopefully he'll, uh, he'll get her home in front. Well, if Nashua lines up, it's going to be two of my favourite fillies, other than Alphanista, obviously. That is, this, this horse will drift. I mean, I saw she's around about five to two. It's a lot stronger field than it looked like being. And if Buick's riding above the curve, that means they're running the Oaks winner Tuesday, I, I, I assume. Yeah, that's okay. it. Yeah. The ride will be on that. And obviously you've got, you know, you've got classic winners in there as well. Uh, even though she won hundred penny last time, I think she's pretty underpriced at five to two. I think she she may well win. Uh, I'm a big fan of the filly, but five to two is no price whatsoever because I think that field is gearing up to be a lot better than it looked. Well, and Tony, do you have any views in the two two year old races on ITV? Uh, what I will say is, uh, I would imagine the the two year olds. Well, obviously, we're doing this on, th- on Thursday night, just before we know the decks on Friday. Um, Aiden had two in both races. He's taken one out of the second forfeit stage on Thursday. So I imagine the Antarctic might run. Uh, and I think the step up in seven will suit on the evidence of the middle park. And go and have a look at Never Ending Story and the run in the Moigler last time. If she turns up uh, in the Boussac against uh, over a mile, I mean, she got no kind of run on two two or three occasions in the Moigler last time. Um, beaten eight lengths, but on another day, B 
beaten four, maybe maybe alongside meditating second. So yeah, I'd be I'd be very keen on looking at uh, if Never Ending Story if she gets in the the Busek. Okay, a couple of horses mentioned there from the team. Uh, nap shortly, but I should have just mentioned at the top of the show that on Saturday, the offer Betfair have out there is that if you bet £10 on multiples, you get a free £10 bet back on multiples. So that's on Saturday for the ITV card. So make good use of that. And of course, there's been extra places along the way as well. Uh, Nap's time, guys. Uh, let's start with you, Barry. What's your nap of the weekend? Challenge Cup 336 Ascot, uh, New Kingdom. Okay, my nap is the dream in the three o'clock at Ascot for Charlie Fellows in the Ben Goff Stakes each way. Big price each way nap for me. Uh, TC, where are you going for the nap? I would like to tip you can go in each way at 20s, but I can't. So I'm going to tip you can go in win and place at Betfair SP. Ah, okay. Okay, yeah, thank you very much. At these things, not allowed to take the prices. Better only. <laughs> it's a fairest way to do PL. Okay. Kevin, where are you going? Nap, please. Yeah, I need a I need a big swing for my for my current naps tally, Vanessa. So I'm gonna go with your with your Philly Gala win only at Newmarket. Terrific. Well, as none of us can say her name, then for you the know. 49-year-old Gavin Cromwell. 49. <laughs> I, I think he looks terrific, but anyway. Well, come on, Cromwell, I'll be forgiven if we get this <laughs> one. <laughs> years of her <laughs> right guys look that wraps up the show a bit of a longer edition but it was worthwhile doing for Arc the Triumph weekend um, good luck to all you listeners and join us again on Monday where we will be dissecting all the weekend's action loads of the talking points with the boys on Wade In but for now thank you very much for listening it's goodbye from us <laughs> <laughs>